Hey, I'm Cameron. I'm Malcolm Jones. And welcome to the Land Cable Podcast, where we talk about all things gaming, mostly. Whether you're from PC or console, or from Steam or Epic, we got you covered with the latest news, the latest topics, and the latest gaming mishaps. So plug in your keyboards, mouses, and even Steam controllers if you got them, because the Land Cable Podcast starts now. And welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Land Cable Podcast. I'm Cameron. I'm Malcolm Jones. And we got another great show for you guys here today. Got a lot of lot of segments and a lot of topics to get through. But we're going to start off with asking each other what we've been up to this past week. Uh, Malcolm, uh, I know you've been playing uh, a new game that you've been excited about for a while. Tell us about it. Yeah, no, I'm playing me some Outriders. I just actually ended up getting it the day after it came out. I, I actually pre-ordered Outriders about a year and a half ago when it was announced at E3, when there was just like a CG cutscene of like more of a teaser, actually, not even. Right. Uh, so that's been enjoyable to play. Obviously, there's been issues and stuff, but we'll get into that later. Uh, also, I've been playing some COD Zombies. Uh, I think it's the uh, it's the open world mode. Nice. And they added a new map in the in that mode, so that was kind of fun to check out. Oh, oh, nice! So you've been playing been playing a lot of video games. Um, I I haven't I've haven't been playing a lot, but I've played a little bit. I played some of uh, the Avengers. I bought that recently, and then I played this game called Pacify, which I'll review later on in the podcast. Um, so yeah, I've been gaming, but not gaming much. I uh, haven't really gotten to sink my teeth in anything yet but i do plan on buying outriders uh if not this week then the next week after so yeah definitely gonna be um playing some more of that but that's good that that, just as a little plug uh outriders is out on xbox game pass exclusively for consoles yeah yeah at least as of now so that's that's good news news for people who want to just check out the game although the servers are a little bit buggy right now outages but you know we'll get to that later yeah 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 absolutely and first let's get into our first segment which is unpopular gaming opinions and you have a pretty big one that you shared with me before we started recording um about when it comes to prestige want to go into a little bit more detail about that absolutely so i've never liked uh battle passes i thought they've been very infuriating especially when it's not just like cosmetics Right. And in Call of Duty Cold War, to an extent, it's cosmetics, but also like it unlocks some guns mm-hmm. without having to do like all this, you know, work to like get it. Uh, so to an extent, it's kind of bullshit, but it's not super expensive. I think it's like 10 bucks for the battle pass. Um, but for some reason, I thought if I were to prestige, which is in every COD game and in a lot of other games, too, where you reach max level. And then you reset all your progress and you get like either like an emblem or an award or like some kind of gun or whatever, right? Right. And I, for some reason, was like, oh, well, since this has a battle pass, maybe this will bump me up like 10 levels or something like that. Something, you know, worth my time other than a fucking badge that I don't give a shit about. (laughs) And when nothing happened, I was like, oh. 56 levels to get to prestige because the max is 55 right 
It's like, yeah, we need to stop this bullshit. Because I looked into all the prestige crap. You can get to prestige level 400 or four or 500, I think. Oh, wow. And I'm just thick of this fucking culture of the we. And obviously, you don't have to prestige. Prestiging is a whole different level of like gaming a lot, especially on a PvP or a PvE-centric game. Right. Whether that's, you know, Destiny, COD, Battlefield, whatever. Uh, I just think we just need to t- give it a break. This badge crap is ridiculous. I think we stopped caring about achievements about five or six years ago. Oh, yeah. Um, especially if you're on PC, you never cared about achievements. Maybe you cared about badges, but mm, kind of. And it's, I don't know. It's just is re- is ridiculous that it's like, oh, well, I'm prestige 50 or 500. Like, oh, my God, I'm like the most devout player of the game. And it's like, you did all that work for a fucking badge? Yeah, yeah. And I mean, like, there's nothing to be proud. I mean, like, I get it. If you love the game and you want the rep, do you. I just think it's ridiculous that I'm seeing level 500 prestige. <laughs> I think yeah. that's insane. Or if it's four. It's, oh, my God. Well, just need to calm it down with that shit. Oh, no, absolutely. I mean, for me, and that's why I don't, I guess in this day and age, I can't really consider myself a hardcore gamer because I'm not the type of gamer who has to get every achievement, every prestige, every kind of award that a game offers. Me, I just try to, I just do it for the enjoyment. I just want to sit down, beat the story, and or play the multiplayer for a little bit, and then that's it. Um, I think that, you know, for a lot of hardcore Call of Duty fans, prestige is something that... Um, that they really care about. They care about, you know, there are a lot of hardcore gamers out there who really just want to beat the game at a hundred percent and they want to be the best of the best that they can be in the game. Uh, for me, I, that's not me. I mean, I, I, that used to be me when I was younger, you know, I wanted to be, do everything in the game and be prestige and be the best in this and that. But as I've gotten older, I just wanted to just casually play a game, beat the story, just have the experience of just relaxing and playing a game rather than, you know, spending hours upon hours trying to get a, a, a trophy or or get a prestige or just get a, a certain. The, the, the only thing I do with Call of Duty is I try my best to, like, get a certain weapon that I want to use in the game. I can't really use a trophy other than for Bracken rights, I guess, but I'm not really about that. So no, that's, I, I completely agree with you 100% when it comes to. It's not even that back in the day when like in MW2 and like black ops days, it would reset your progress. Yeah. So you'd still have something to do right after. Exactly. But that's not the case anymore, which is why I thought it was ridiculous. Yeah. Like everything stays the same. You just, you're building your counter so that you can have a cool calling card yeah. or maybe possibly a skin, but I didn't see anything about skins on there. So what you're saying is that I it's not what it's it used crazy. to be. It's not what prestige not only is, is what it, it not, used to be. Well, I didn't like it back in the day. Right. I just didn't know better. Oh, now okay. I know better, and now it's not even worth it, in right. my opinion. Yeah, yeah. So, I don't know. I think the moral of the story is uh, we just need to calm down with this prestige culture. <laughs> and yeah. uh let's just play the game and have some fun yeah let's just play the game but if you're hardcore i get it you want to rep you want to rep when ask me what my kd is is i don't give a fuck <laughs> absolutely <laughs> absolutely i think people can take it way too seriously when it comes to kill kill death ratio and and you know i guess that that's how they manage like your skills like how good you are in call of duty but i mean just like you said just let's just play the game let's just have fun there's no need to 
be so hardcore about it to where you're trying to, you know, prestige and and get all these awards that really, if you if you really want to be honest, don't mean anything because they're going to come out with another Call of Duty game. That's you know, and then by that time, your prestige in this one won't will be irrelevant because everybody's already moved on to the next thing. Um, but yeah, so that's uh, that does it for the unpopular gaming opinions uh, this week. We're going to move on to game, game of, of the week. week. And, uh, you know, uh, it's funny. We've been talking about this game almost every episode of the podcast. Um, and it's a never ending saga with this developer. And of course, I'm talking about CD Projekt Red and Cyberpunk. Uh, a bunch of news came out this past week in regards to Cyberpunk. Uh, uh, one of the big ones is um, uh, they, uh, the developer CD Projekt Red came out and said that they're going to start developing AAA games simultaneously starting in 2022 uh they intend to staff up over the next year and have development teams working on both projects at once including uh having like two big uh uh game directors for each project and it's also planning to adjust the capabilities of its internal game engine to allow features like npc routines and player character control to be adapted in multiple games at once um now before we get into the other things regarding cyberpunk if I could just touch on this for a second, I think that this strategy is not a bad strategy by no means, but I think that what 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 I'm glad about is that they're at least not abandoning the cyberpunk IP just because they had like such a horrible launch. They I'm I'm glad they're staying committed well, to that. that. They couldn't afford to. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're talking about wasn't it like seven to twelve years of development? I mean yeah absolutely so i mean it 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 makes it it, it's nice to know that they're not abandoning it and that um you know they're gonna be working on both cyberpunk and witcher at the same time and that each each game is gonna have its own separate team so then that should eliminate anything in the future regarding oh well uh you know we're moving this game director over to witcher or we're going to move, we're going to take the development team from Witcher and have them work on Cyberpunk because now that they're hiring more people, there's that should eliminate the need for that, in my opinion. Um, what's your take on this particular part of like what the Cyberpunk news this week? Well, yeah, in the what if world, yeah, absolutely, everything works out. Uh, I mean, that's just what they said last time. So I, or well, not with the individual teams. But with the more staff, they said they got more staff for Cyberpunk 2077, and they did. But they didn't get a staff like Grand Theft Auto has. Right, Rockstar, thousands I mean. of people. And this is the game they're trying to not only do but outdo by a lot. Right. And their teams are a fraction of the size. They need to genuinely bulk up for a game like that. Absolutely. Especially if they want to do seamless multiplayer. Um. So I don't know. I'm I'm excited to see what happens next, but. I'm at the uh, I'm at the point where I just want them to fix what's already here, mm -hmm. and tomorrow's tomorrow. But I need them to fix what they've already made. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Before I can even think about next games or the following games. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And you know, speaking of fixing things, hopefully they can fix their relationship with PlayStation because um, they uh, in an article they also said that um, that a PlayStation Store return is close. Uh, they said that. We have pushed several patches. Um, we just published one, a big one yesterday. 
um and they've published several hot fixes each and every one of them brings uh them closer to going back to the playstation store um but they did say however that the final decision uh will belong to sony on whether they can come back on the playstation store uh i think that and i said this before that i think that the patches that they've been coming out with recently are more fixes for the console versions of the game uh rather than the pc version i do think that i do think sony will allow them to come back on the playstation store but they the game has to be uh manageable it cannot be broken it cannot be it cannot have so many bugs and and crashes as it did prior to it being taken off of the playstation store so um yeah, I don't think Sony will bring them back so easily. I think that, you know, because this was a huge deal. So I think that when, if if and when they do bring them back, Sony's going to make sure that the game is working and they will settle for nothing less. Uh, what is your take on that? Yeah, I mean, I basically agree with you. Like I said, I'm, I'm not even in like the headspace to even like to think about it. Yeah, until the game is I'm just fixed. so frustrated with all this. Yeah, oh no. I, <laughs> I just want this to... Yeah, Believe like, me, we can't even yeah. do like a genuine review of the game. Yeah, yeah. So like... Believe me, man, I'm frustrated too. I mean, this game was like my most anticipated game for like almost a decade. And, you know, seeing it, you know, get it, getting what, uh, you know, being received the way it's being received and being put out the way it was put out, it's, it's heartbreaking. But, uh, you know, um, and, 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 there, and the developers changing a bunch of things within the game itself. I mean, uh, the, in another article, they talked about how they're reconsidering Cyberpunk 2077 multiplayer. Um, uh, it says here that the studio seems to be prioritizing an all-inclusive online framework over an individual spinoff that can help it to attract a legion of fans through the GOG store. Um, they said, we're building an online technology that can be seamlessly integrated into the development of our future games. Uh, this technology will power the online components we choose to introduce in our games and will ensure we can do so without any great technological debt. Um, so that's great. Yeah. But like, again, I, that's all I'm just saying, man. Like, that's great for tomorrow or in five years. Like, this is kind of the problem. It feels like masking. Yeah. Yeah. Like, they're just like, oh, we're going to hook this up in the next couple of years. That's great. But like, come on, man, we won't we going to just keep running in circles while you fix the game, add more bugs. Yeah. Like they're already thinking about the future. Like you need to think about the right now in the fixing the game and the issues that you have now. I mean, all that's well and good. And they're talking about multiplayer multiplayer. They said was going to be in this game currently the game we have now. So it's like now you're making promises. OK, not in this one, but the next one for sure. It's just like, come on, like you got to I don't think that. If if I'm if I'm doing PR for Cyberpunk, I would tell them, look, don't announce anything regarding future games. Work on concentrating on fixing the game that you have out right now that is buggy as hell, almost unplayable, and has so many glitches and and has completely stained your reputation in the gaming industry. I would just tell them to look, just don't don't say anything about anything else until you fix this game. So 
Um, yeah, but, and I'm cool with them just talking about consistent updates and little things about what they're doing to like fix the current game. I mean, that's that's all they need to say. Yeah. They talk about future shit, then I stop caring. Exactly, exactly. Because their reputation is tarnished at this point. They gotta, they gotta bring the fans back. And talking about future stuff that you're gonna do, what decades, five, five years, ten years from now, that's not really gonna instill confidence in, in the developer. Um, what instills confidence in is them basically bringing us the game that they promised uh, from the beginning. So we'll just have to wait and see in this ongoing cycle or ongoing saga, if you will for cyberpunk 2077 and with that we're going to move on to reviews and malcolm i know you wanted to review gunfighter reborn uh so tell me i i know little to nothing about this game so i would really like to know um what your experience was playing this game yeah no it's uh it's a fantastic it's a uh it's a four-player co-op shooter. Obviously, you can play it solo. Mm-hmm. It's an early access game on Steam. Basically, uh, at least as of right now, you can play it up to four characters. The Crown Prince, uh, Bai, uh, Quin Yen, and uh, Lilo, Lilu. Okay. And they both do different you know, special effects. I think the Prince has like a freeze ability. Bai has a... Um, dual wielding ability uh yan has a kicking and uh, melee ability with his wing okay and lilu has uh basically lightning powers and it, it's a uh, basically it's a game that you you go through three different worlds five stages mm-hmm. at least as of right now they're, they're gonna add more later because again this is an early access title and it's it's a great first person shooter it's a lot of fun to play with friends. It definitely is challenging, which is nice. Okay. And it's it's honestly the most fun I've had a while in a while with a bunch of friends playing a shooter other than Borderlands or, you know, obviously Outriders right now. Right. And it's honestly it's a lot of fun and they're still adding new content. Like we're not even at the end of the early access cycle because oh, they're wow. also good, going to be adding content after this. You know when the game goes full price, right? So oh, wow. it's definitely something to look forward to and look to, and definitely a, a solid eight, if not higher. But again, it's early access, so there's not even a reason to really to rate it yet. Okay. But I'm liking what I see, and I, I was reading that some people didn't like the difficulty piece, but I think that's what really makes it endearing, really enjoyable. Okay. Um, but yeah, no, I would recommend people to check it out. The game's not too expensive, especially because it's early access. And you said, is it either, is it third person, first person? First person. Okay, cool. Awesome. Love first person. Okay, awesome. I'll definitely check that out on Steam. I've been on a, a buying spree lately for some reason, just buying games that I would never, uh, you know, buy years ago. But that's awesome. I'll, I'll definitely give it a chance. Um, me, I've been playing uh, more horror recently, and this game is no exception. Um, as all of you know, I've, I've, I'm a huge fan of Phasmophobia. So I was looking for like a new game to play that would be a horror game that I could play with friends. And I was uh, told about this game called Pacify. Um, I played, I streamed it last week and uh, I streamed it with a friend of mine. And I have to say this game to me, at least is scarier than Pacify only because um, 
I guess because it was the newness of it, I wasn't it, the the structure was different than how it is in Phasmophobia. Um, in Phasmophobia, you're just trying to prove that like a ghost is real, whereas in Pacify, you have to actually try to to defeat a ghost. Um, so it starts off. There's two different levels. There's a farm one, and then there's a a, a mansion one. And you play as these character these characters. I think you go up to like eight or, or ten people. No, eight, eight people. I think it's eight. Um, and then you basically go into this house and you have to try and figure out a way to uh, defeat this ghost. Now, the main ghost is this uh, grudge looking uh, girl. I forget her name, but she's like the face. She's like the cover of like the, the game. And what happens is so you start out you in this in this mansion, you go underground and you have to try and find these dolls and you have to burn three or four different dolls in this furnace and in order to defeat the ghost and in the beginning when you're playing the game you have to go through the house and what's so creepy about it is that she she doesn't make any noise when she's chasing you like unless like she's irritated like if if she if she's chasing you she'll make like this really deep growling noise and like will chase you and fly through the house chasing you and stuff and the only way to like stop her is you have to give her these specific dolls that like will distract her while you get to run away and hide um but uh there was one moment where when i saw her for the first time in the game i was in like a kitchen and i was looking for like a key and i turned a corner and she was like literally walking up to me but she didn't make a sound and it freaked me the hell out. Um, and when she's chasing you and she's agitated, she sounds like a whole ass demon. Um, and it's so funny because if you die, your partner has a chance to bring you back to life. And what happens is that when your partner dies, they're, they're basically turned into a doll and um, you have to go back into the furnace and wait for the player to get to bring you back to life, which is interesting. Um, but overall, not to make this uh, a long review or anything, I would say that if you are a fan of horror games and you want to have a good horror game to play with your friends, um, that's co-op, that, that you can play with multiple people, and you're a fan of games like Phasmophobia, I definitely would recommend Pacify because in my opinion, it's way more scarier than Phasmophobia. Um, I think I've played Phasmophobia too many times before to where it's not as scary anymore. But Pacify is a really great game. And I heard I just recently found out that there's another game called Devour that's just like Pacify that I can't wait to play. Um, so that's really cool. So but so far as a as a as a as a game, I would definitely give Pacify um an eight point five out of ten. Um the only uh downside is that there's not enough uh levels there's not enough monsters in it and they're going to add monsters throughout the the series but um or throughout the the year but um yeah i definitely say if you're a fan of horror games give pacify a chance it's a really really incredible um game i'm not sure if you not only that yeah. um pacify is 4.99 yeah yeah great price that's why <laughs> that's, that's why i'm so that's quick to jump piece. on it yeah. yeah yeah do you plan on playing it at all malcolm i think you'd like it uh yeah, just it kind of just seems a little bare bones to me. Like I really want a very intensive experience, 
and that's why I'm waiting for Resident Evil Village, man. I don't mind dropping sixty dollars on like a crazy, amazing experience. Right. No, absolutely, absolutely. But I think at some point, like, if it was like cooperative, I would. It is. It is cooperative. It's a. Oh, it's, it is. Yeah. Oh, it's, wow. it's, it's, yeah. You can play with like four or five or like six different people. Yeah, it's a co. That's 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 the. So it's kind of like phasmophobia in that way, yeah. Yeah. But obviously, it's different. Yeah, it's different because you're not, you're not trying to prove that there's a ghost in Pacify. You actually are trying to defeat a ghost. Like it's. Oh, it's that kind of I thing. understand. Yeah. 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 But you you could play with multiple people. That's that's kind yeah. of the, the great thing about it, and that's why like, um, I I bought it because I want more horror games where I can play with friends. Uh yeah it's 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 co-op it's it's co-op and that's and I might just do that it's either that or it's gonna be um dead uh space three oh okay one of those yeah 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 absolutely yeah. I mean obviously I think your game I think Passive is probably gonna be the scarier game but it is what it is yeah well you're a Dead Space fan so I would expect you to buy to get Dead Space uh three over not a Pacifist. blind Dead Space fan but a Dead Space fan. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely painfully aware of what they did to that ending <laughs> but um so that's gonna do it for reviews this week now we're gonna move on to what's that game and uh like always we each have three games we have to guess uh <laughs> and uh, uh do you want to go first malcolm yeah sure gotta channel my uh I think it's two chains or Quavo, one of them motherfuckers. <laughs> Off store? Fuck it, on store. <laughs> um, I fuck it, on store. Um, I really don't know which one that is. Uh, is it Outriders? What the hell was off the store and then on the store? Outriders? Cyberpunk. What was off the store and back oh, on the store? Oh, okay, yeah, Cyberpunk. I was like, wait, what? I guess because I I play it on PC now, a lot of times I forget that I played it on PlayStation <laughs> or so. But yeah, Cyberpunk. Yeah, that's that. That is a good. <laughs> um. All right. So for mine, um. All right. If you're not gonna give my game a sequel, I'm gonna take yours hostage. <laughs> Oh, that's gonna have to be uh, Apex, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> With the whole Titan, Titanfall three thing that they're doing. <laughs> yeah. All right. What's your uh, What's your next one? Shark bait. You ha ha. Man eater. Truth quest. I thought you liked that Q reference. Yeah, <laughs> it was funny. <laughs> uh, I immediately knew what it was. All right. So for my next one. <clears throat> you want to know what the difference between me and Peter is? I make tech suits look good. I mean, obviously it's Miles Morales, but yeah, eh, it's, right. <laughs> it's not bad. It works. It works. Yeah, so. I figured it would work at least work. Um, so yeah, Miles Morales, since he's gonna have that new tech suit, um, you know, so I thought that'd be interesting. All right, and your third and final one. Gotcha. Squeenix presents server outages the game starring <laughs> infinite loading screens and the motto from the IT crowd or it crowd. <laughs> Have you tried turning it off and on again? Outriders. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. 
That's why. That, that's honestly why I'm waiting a week to play the game because I'm hopefully, hopefully they'll have this server thing figured out by then. <laughs> um. All right. Um. So for my next and final one. So this is what it's like to watch a '90s TV show on acid. Acid-filled. Uh, yeah, acid. <laughs> Dude, honestly, it's a crazy dreams game that came out on PS4 and is now obviously coming to Dreams to PS5. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, honestly, that trailer looked like like someone was like was on acid. <laughs> like it's worth a watch or worth a play if you have PlayStation Dreams. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I I mean, the trailer looked cool. I'll definitely give it a shot. Don't 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 like absolutely. Um but yeah, so that's going to do it for what's that game. Now we're going to move on to rumor has it and for the first rumor, Remedy may be working on a game for the PlayStation that's exclusive to PlayStation. According to Claire Bloomley, uh, who is an external producer at Sony's PlayStation Productions, she's been sharing some job offerings from Remedy on her LinkedIn. And apparently she did the same thing for uh, with House uh, House Mark Marquee when they started production on Returnal and Sumo on Sackboy. So, um... I'm very curious what this could be. Um, uh, Remedy working on an exclusive PlayStation game. I have no idea what game it could be, but I guess it's it's interesting that Sony is you know getting another uh, possible exclusive that um, that could be coming from Remedy. Um, any ideas? It's definitely what it could exciting. Be? Uh, no, I have no idea. I mean, I just think after they closed down those studios and all those people left. Uh, from the Japan studio, they really need to kind of kick in gear some more, some more quality games. Yeah, and absolutely. I'm hoping Remedy can dish out, uh, if not at least just one great game or these decent games. Oh yeah, yeah uh, but we'll see. I mean, like I said, some of the PS5 games that we're getting the exclusives look fantastic. Yeah, so we shall see. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I have no, I have no idea. I hope, I hope it's something good, and I hope it's true. I hope this rumor turns out to be true, but we'll have to wait and see as always. Um, next rumor: The Witcher Four could release as soon as 2025. Um, this week, CD Projekt Red announced it will begin development of the new Cyberpunk and Witcher games. As we said before, um, if this is the case, it would presumably, presumably mean that Witcher Four or whatever the project ends up being called will be out by 2025 or 2026 given the aforementioned timetables uh this would suggest that the game will be revealed sometime in 2023 or 2024 if it's going to have a similar reveal to release schedule as previous entries so they're basically uh liking this to other previous games that were announced uh in the past like cyberpunk and witcher 3 um, they're saying that around this time would be when CD Projekt Red will anou would announce a new um, a new game or a new Witcher game. Um, I personally don't believe this rumor. I mean, I would believe it if Cyberpunk didn't have the the launch that it did and it didn't have the problems that it did. Um, I would believe this if that didn't happen. But because all that happened, I think that Witcher isn't it a different theme though. I, I'm pretty sure it's a different team working on it, and it's been in development for some time. Yes, 125 sounds right. I think they should be easy about launching a game when their previous game isn't fixed. But I would like to think Cyberpunk 2077 will be fixed by at least 2024, if not sooner. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Here's hoping. 
I I mean, I think if if anything, I, I will I do think that Witcher 4 would be announced at least as soon as like 2023. At least announced, you know. So uh do you think it'll be announced in 2023 or sooner or uh I mean, it's already been announced in development. I mean, Honestly, they they've already came out and said they're done like announcing games before they have any business being announced. Right. So and and before I mean before the whole cyberpunk scandal, that was a hundred percent accurate. Yeah. They never did that. They were like, yeah, it's coming out next year. And then it and then they wouldn't even give you the date until they felt comfortable. Right. So I don't think they're gonna announce that early. That might tease. Possibly, but definitely no dates. Yeah, no dates. No dates. Um, so yeah, moving on to the next rumor. Battlefield six could have natural disasters that destroy the maps. Uh the new Battlefield Six destructible environments is something um that was mentioned in the past um from this guy named Henderson. And if he's to be believed, the new Battlefield game will be leveraging the power of the next generation consoles to deliver a level of destruction not seen in the series before. Um, and apparently this will include the ability to complete level, completely level entire cities in the game's multiplayer maps. Um, but this should be taken with a grain of salt for now because DICE hasn't come out and said anything official. But this is something that I've been saying Battlefield should do ever since Battlefield like three and four. Um, I always wanted to see, well, just in general, not even just Battlefield, but I've always wanted to see more natural disasters in video games, period. And the fact that there's a possibility now that in Battlefield 6, you could now have to deal with tornadoes, tsunamis, volcanoes, I mean, or and even earthquakes. I mean, the possibilities are just, like, amazing to me. And if it is true... That this is coming to Battlefield Six, dude. I'm telling you this, this game. I'm just concerned that they're putting too many eggs in one basket. Ugh, I mean, because EA has just been. Honestly, I don't like saying failure, but like failure after failure. That's just kind of what's been happening. Well, that's the thing. So they I need mean, this game to work. Yeah, I mean, failure. But could it sounds be like they're adding thing. a lot of stuff. Like there's already, I think there were promises of destructible environments which was you know in the battlefield bad company days mm -hmm. they're promising even more people who can play at once i think you said it was 120 people is that right uh, yeah more? 120 people total so like 60 yeah. so 60 v 60 yeah 60 v 60 which is huge and now we're talking about adding environmental changes like tornadoes and floods and stuff like that i mean that's great these are these are all great on paper i just don't know how this is gonna run well, I mean, we're talking about, I mean, I'm just saying it's a lot. I, I'm excited if it's true. Right. But it is a concern, especially, you know, with games like Outriders and uh, just multiplayer only games specifically, because we're not concerned about the campaign not working. That's fine. But, um, but yeah, no, I mean, it does sound cool. I am excited to see what they do. Yeah. Um, I will say that DICE, I mean, with Battlefield 3 and 4, more so 3, they... They did have destructible like environments where like a bridge would collapse or a building would collapse or a boat would crash into an island, that kind of thing. So 
I mean, I would think the and then they they'd have it where like the weather would change one minute. It'd be clear the next minute it'd be a sandstorm or a hurricane. So I think that adding, you know, uh, tornadoes or volcanoes, that's like the next logical step for them to go. And like you said, obviously, this is a lot putting a lot of eggs in one basket. But they specifically talked about utilizing the power of the next gen consoles. So. I mean, if if if, and that doesn't make you concerned not having a next gen card. Uh, well, I plan by the time Battlefield Six comes out, I plan to either have a PlayStation Five or a um a Nvidia graphics card. So I'm not worried about that because Battlefield Six isn't coming out till the end of the year anyway, and I'm sure by that time I'll have a next gen console or a um, new graphics card. Oh yeah, I'm not. I will not buy this game unless I have either or. So yeah, um. But uh, yeah, so Battlefield 6, another reason to, to get excited. Um, next, uh, last rumor that we have, Smash Ultimate Fighters Pass 2 unannounced bonus content. Uh, so in Fighter Pass Volume 2, they skipped over the 73rd item right. and just went straight to 74. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was found on a New Zealand website. And basically, we're like, well, what's 73? Like, you know, obviously that's something in, you know, obviously it was not what they wanted to. They inadvertently leaked extra content, basically. Right. So, but we just don't know what it is. Uh, it could be an entirely, you know, it could be a challenger pack. It could be a soul fighter. It could be a stage, a Mii fighter costume. It could be a lot of things. So that's a pretty big deal. Um, it could be an error, but also it could be something. So that's something to look uh, look forward to. And I'm just excited because like I haven't even I didn't end up not even getting uh the fighter uh fighter pass two because I had kind of an issue with my switch now that has been fixed thankfully okay uh so now I can buy it if I want to but I've been a little iffy because I'm not a huge fan of all of the new characters we've gotten right so well we'll see but if it's a character that I'm like looking forward to then that would be enough for me to get the whole pack so oh okay. there's only like one or two that I really am interested in like Steve and stuff like that okay. All right. Well, I mean, it looks like at least at least you know that like they're gonna add more content. I mean, at least that. Oh, is, this game is gonna be out for some time. Yeah. So it's like it's not like they're just getting rid of that anytime soon. But that's a good thing. That's a good thing. Um, and that's gonna do it for rumor has it. Now we're gonna move on to topics of the week. Um and. This is a big one um, because this game recently came out and you recently talked about it. Uh, Outriders. Um, Outriders has had a uh, pretty uh, interesting launch, to say the least. Um, not as it's had a rough launch. That's fine. Huh? It's had a rough launch. It's fine. Well, not okay. <laughs> not as rough as Cyberpunk or anything like that. I don't want. Well, no, not as rough as Cyberpunk. Yeah. I mean, it also depends on like what kind of hardware you were using as well. Yeah. So, like, you know, my experience is going to be very different than someone else's. Yeah. Um, like, my experience wasn't horrendous, but it wasn't amazing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, apparently, there's the, the people have been having a lot of issues, uh, mostly uh, when it comes to uh, cross-play with, between PC and console. And, um, you know, the developers came out and said that they're treating the issue with the highest priority and are working on patches that will synchronize all platform codes which will resolve these issues, which is nice. That's always a good thing. Yeah. Um, well, let me just say real quick. Go ahead. Uh, I tried to do crossplay. Two of my friends loaded in because it's a three-player game, three-player co-op. 
all we did was walk to the other area and then they just DC'd <laughs> instantly. Yeah. Yeah. That's all that happened. Well, I mean, also been issues of people losing their entire characters. Really? Kind of like back in those GP online days. Oh, no. Yeah. I'm getting flashback to that. Uh, thankfully, probably only within two hours of content or two hours of playing. So not too bad. But that has also been another issue, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, You know, what's interesting because I'm, I, I was reading a lot of stuff online, and it appears that people don't know what to make of Outriders. I, I got a group of people saying that Outriders is the greatest, like, looter-shooter multiplayer that, you know, has ever come out. And then I got people saying, oh, it's just another Destiny. There's nothing special about oh, it. Oh, please. I don't want to hear that bullshit. <laughs> well... I, 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 I will say this because I played the beta. I know it's not. I know it's not. That's like your Destiny. anthem crap. Yeah. I know it's not like Destiny. Um, but I will say that people, I think that people need to give the game a chance in terms of let, let them work out the bugs first. And once the bugs are fixed, then give your in-depth review of like, oh, this is what the game is. Um, because I got to say, the, the game is unlike any other looter shooter that I've played. I mean, yes, there are similarities between other looter shooters, but I don't know. It, 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 it stands on its own. It, 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 it's not, it's not a, an exact copy of destiny or the division or something like that. I think this is a complete game that stand on, stands on its own and actually does everything right. And, and learns from the mistakes of other the, the mistakes that other looter shooters like Destiny, like Division, uh, and all these other ones make, um, and they actually get it right. So, I mean, I'm excited to play it, and I'm glad you're having fun with it, Malcolm. Um, and we'll we'll do a review as soon as possible on it. But uh, yeah, um, well, that's the exciting thing. The game's uh, estimated run, just campaign-wise, obviously with no issues, is about 25 to 30 hours. Mm-hmm. So that's great. That's longer than most games I've bought in the past year. Or so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so that's the exception of the still playing Persona Five Strikers. <laughs> you still playing that? I took a little bit of a break, but it's it's coming around. Oh, okay, <laughs> okay. Um, so yeah, Outriders. Um, I would definitely, and, and I'm sure Malcolm would definitely tell you, like, if you can get your hands on it, uh, it's a great game. Um, you know, we'll yeah, we'll, maybe just wait a week. Yeah, wait a week. I think everything will be. Doing. Yeah, I think there's nothing wrong with waiting a week if you if you haven't bought it already. Right. And honestly, I don't think it's worth refunding quite yet. The game is still quality. It's still a good game. It's a server issue. Right. There are some, it sounds like some memory issues and possibly running the game at, you know, not optimal settings will definitely screw you up or trip you up. So. Right. Right. Um, but yeah, no, I think it's a game that's definitely worth people's time. Absolutely. But, I yeah, no, I, yeah, I'm very excited to see more people play and as the game grows and we'll see how that looks and i've gone on some new things like they're called hunts and like uh basically like contract missions as well so there's there's definitely more variety than i initially expected right absolutely absolutely yeah definitely pick it up guys um and moving on to the next topic here uh, Sony's MLB The Show 21, which was always a Sony exclusive, at least from when I heard of it, uh, is now mm-hmm. included on Xbox Game Pass on April 20th. 
Um, and Xbox made a statement saying, as we said from the beginning, this is an incredible movement for all of us, bringing the franchises to play to more players. And baseball fans is something that we at MLB, MLB players, and Xbox are all excited about. Um, you know, I want. I, I know this is about MLB, but this. Let me say this about Xbox for a second. I think that Xbox, within the past. I want to say year have been making huge moves, man. Like they've been getting a lot of games and a lot of attention and a lot of people to come to their platform and MLB the show, even though I don't play the game, I know that people play it. Baseball fans play it and they're just getting all these games and franchises that usually would be either on a specific console or, um, you know, multi-platform and they're getting all these exclusive deal specifically game pass is just blowing everything out of the water and as a sony fan like myself i don't what you mean everything out of the water in terms of in terms of like being a service um being a service that um has all these different games um like that has all these big franchises um as a service didn't they just team up with ea huh access didn't they just team up with EA Access? That's my point. I mean, it's it's not just them. They are, you know, it has helped greatly that they have purchased and partnered with other companies. Yeah. I just want to stress that this is not just Microsoft kicking ass. This is a collaboration. Oh, okay. That's ass. what you're saying. It's a collab. Yeah. It's That's all I'm saying. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Absolutely. No, you're absolutely right. Um, And, you know, I, I will say there's this thing online where a lot of Sony fans out there are getting upset that a lot of their games are being a quote unquote taken away from them um, and being put on these other uh, platforms. Um, like like we said, Horizon is now a PC game and they're at I'm sure they're going to add more. Who? That's so stupid. Oh no! I know it is. I remember but, when yeah. games used to be ama- like just be gracious to be able to play it. Yeah. Now we're at this exclusivity bullshit. Yeah. yeah. This is why PlayStation might not get Elder Scrolls Six. Yeah. That kind of talk. Absolutely. And I don't want that. I personally don't want to play it on PC because I'm not going to get a 30 series card. Yeah. Yeah. Anytime soon. And granted, that game's not coming out anytime soon either. But like, I want to play that on my PS5 personally absolutely yeah but it's shit like that that is go like oh yep console war still exists you can't have my game <laughs> and that's stupid and i think that's kind of the beauty of playstation right now they're being more open to doing more timed exclusivity right and putting their stuff you know whether it was a playstation exclusive or not you know it'll come to pc maybe in a year or a year and a half or two and i think that's fine there should be nothing wrong with that yeah it's absolutely fine i think it's cool that horizon is finally on pc it Especially is. considering how quick it dropped the price. Exactly. Yeah. And it brought more awareness to the game in general since they got a new game coming out in a few uh, That's what I'm saying. That's how yeah. you do it. Yeah. It's all business at the end of the day, people. Don't don't take it personally. This is all business. These companies are trying to maximize their profits. Come on. You know? It's not it's not personal. Yeah. It's just business. Yeah, just business. Um so yeah, that's uh that's that that's uh MLB the show. You can expect it on Xbox Game Pass on April twentieth. And now uh, we got some Alan Wake 2 news. Apparently, Alan Alan Wake 2 is reportedly planned at Remedy. Um, 
In a recent Twitch stream, reporter Jeff Grubb told viewers that I've heard that Remedy is going to be making Alan Wake, Alan Wake 2 with Epic Games acting as the project's publisher. Uh, Grubb went on to say that the game should kind of be a follow-up that fans of the series want, but there's little extra information and no word on an official announcement. And before Malcolm, we talked about the rumor that Remedy is working on an exclusive PlayStation game. Is there a possibility that Alan Wake 2 could be that game? Or do you think it's totally a separate thing? I mean, that would be incredible, but I kind of doubt it. I mean, they were very much a an Xbox company. Right. So, I don't know. I mean, it could be. I kind of hope not. I want it to be a new IP. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. But... I guess stranger things have happened. So. Yeah. Um, I would want it to be a new IP too. Um, I feel like as much as I think that an Alan Wake, Alan Wake sequel is overdue, I mean, I would rather Remedy work on something new, um, a new IP. Um, Alan Wake is a, is a classic, uh, according to many people. So um, I'm, sure at, I'm sure that maybe they're working on both. They're working on a new Alan Wake 2, and they're working on a separate game for Sony. Who knows? But, uh, but yeah, so that's something to look forward to, maybe that we'll be getting an Alan Wake 2 uh, in the near future, hopefully. Uh, but moving on here, um, Respawn promises a ton of Titanfall in Apex Legends Season 9. Uh, in a roundtable panel, they said, you're going to see a ton of Titanfall coming into Apex in one way or another. If you're a Titanfall fan, hang on for Season 9. Uh, they also said that Titanfall is a war story. Apex is life after the war. Uh, they're trying to integrate Titanfall into that. And they're looking at what Titanfall means for this universe. Um, and how it, it, it and its lasting impacts going forward. And how it becomes bigger and bigger. Um, as a Titanfall fan, uh, like yourself, I'm excited for this. But I think a lot of people are upset because all they want was a Titanfall three and they're not getting it. And instead they have to settle for Titanfall being integrated with apex legends. Um, now what this means, I don't know. Maybe now you'll be able to use the, the machines and the Titans in battle Royale. Well, I don't know about all that. I don't, I don't know maybe. what, what more that could, what that could entail for Titanfall. Like, I don't know how that, would I would just assume it would just kind of tie more into like the story of like, how we got there so because this is after titanfall right or before so apex legends takes place after titanfall right so that's kind of the history of how we got there okay. the destruction of that era right i think that's what apex will talk about well that's interesting so it'll be more possibly storage that's what i would hope because i don't doubt i kind of doubt they're going to add a whole new mechanic of building bringing in machines completely change the style of the game right i mean if they i mean it it would but also it wouldn't change the story i mean if they take place in the same universe if if like i mean it wouldn't make sense like i would what i'm saying is i wouldn't be shocked if like i saw a titan fall from the sky or some shit and like you would now be able to use a titan uh in like either a different mode or in battle royale who knows but like i don't know i think it'd be interesting and another thing is that they Titanfall, the first two Titanfall games didn't really make a lot of money for Respawn, so they, they're kind of reluctant to do a third one, I guess. Yeah. Well, that's why there is no three. Yeah. Um, it's not the Valve problem where they can't count to three, but it's, it's not making enough money. Yeah. 
yeah, it's 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 all profits at the end of the day, and unless it makes a certain amount of money, they're not going to continue making it. Um, you know, and that sucks. That's that's unfortunate. But yeah, um, so expect a lot more Titanfall in Apex Legends season nine. Uh, you'll probably get a trailer sometime this year, I'm assuming. Um, so yeah, definitely look forward to that. And now moving on to a little bit of movie news regarding video game movies. Um, the Uncharted movie has been delayed again by one week. Uh, Uncharted will now premiere February 18th, 2022. It was supposed to arrive February 11th, uh, a date that was a delay from its March 21 uh, release date. Uh, there's no official official reason for the delay, but Deadline speculates that the decision was made to get the movie away from Super Bowl Sunday, which was recently confirmed to take place on February 13th. Um, that makes sense. Yeah, makes sense. I mean, makes logical sense that why they would move it. They don't want any. They want to give this movie as much room as it as it can to you know be successful. So, I mean, to be honest with you, Malcolm, I'm not really excited for Uncharted the movie. Um, and I, I think it has All a right, lot. I'm just going to have to straight up say this because there's going to have to be a, a podcast episode at some point with this too. With what? We need these video game movies to do well. Oh, yeah. It's kind of like back in the day when we had barely any and they were all crap. We need them to do okay so that we can actually build this so they're amazing. Yeah, I agree. With now, that. this game, this movie doesn't have to be the best movie I've ever seen. And I'm not saying to go, oh, yeah, it's the best movie. It's great. Like, let's just go see it. I think it deserves a chance. Oh, absolutely. It deserves a chance. Um, and that's all I'm saying. Like, I get not being necessarily super excited about it, especially because Tom Holland said, I kind of wish I didn't do the role like XYZ. Exactly. So there are com- some concerns. But honestly, to see like Sully and even though it's a young Nathan Drake, I heard the fight scenes are fantastic. So at least if you're a fan of like, effects and fight scenes from like uh the the fucking fast period series you'll at least enjoy them because you know at least tyrese ain't there but you know it'll, it'll be fun it'll be it'll be a lot of fun i love how he makes a cameo on like some of these podcasts it's... <laughs> um but yeah i mean yeah that's how that it, works it, it, i don't know i'm just not i i have to see it. it's one of those things where i have to see a trailer um but that's the other thing man trailers have been bullshit True. With the exception of one, I've not been excited or more enticed by like, ooh, I got to go see this movie. I'm just like, you know what? I'm going to go check it out. Well, I want a trailer because like even with the Suicide Squad, two massive trailers dropped. Yeah, and they were weak. And I'm like, me. I don't want to see the trailer. <laughs> yeah. Because like I'm being told spoilers out the wazoo. Yeah. So like, I don't know. I, I used to enjoy a time where trailers were actually cryptic. Yeah. <laughs> that was like in but the apparently 90s that time is done yeah um no you're absolutely right man uh i'm not saying i won't see uncharted i'm just i'm not it's not like my most anticipated movie or whatever like i'm more excited for our next topic which is that the resident evil movie reboot will be delayed till november but i'm more excited for resident evil than i am for uncharted i guess that's like where i'm at with it but yeah, if yeah you guys i'm didn't definitely know, not there yeah if you guys didn't but, know yeah. Resident Evil movie will be delayed to November. Sucks, but um, Sony gave a reason for it. Uh, I gotta say, don't be afraid of them delays. I'd rather a delay than a piece of shit. Yeah. For movies and games. Yeah. I mean, the movie's done. Like, they filming already wrapped, but Variety pointed out that uh, September 3rd is the same day as Disney and Marvel's Shang-Chi and The Legend of the Ten Rings. Ooh, so that's a, yeah, that's understand. why. Yeah. There's more. Uh, no one's going to watch it. So let's push it uh, maybe a week, week or so. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, I actually, I'm not mad at that at all. Especially with movie theaters movie. coming back and you know people having more choices now, it's it's gonna be interesting. Yeah, to see like what people go watch. Yeah, I mean, I just hope uh, you know. I mean, th- things are starting to open back up. So, and Godzilla versus Kong just made uh, a bunch of money at the box office in a COVID pandemic uh, type deal. So, um, you know, who who knows? I I hope that Resident Evil does well. Um, I'm I'm rooting for it. Um, I'm excited for it. So we'll have to see what happens. I'm just not. I'm just weary about that. Some of those casting choices, but uh, we'll have to wait and see. Um, and then then the next topic. Uh, Man Eater Truth Quest DLC revealed for a release this summer. Um, yeah, so you you've played Man Eater. Um, mm-hmm. you're a huge fan. Finished of Finished it too. Yeah. Well, I don't know about huge fan, but yeah, I enjoyed the game. Yeah, yeah, you enjoyed the game. Yeah. Um, it's a completionist paradise, and I'm not a completionist, so that's unfortunate. Oh. <laughs> but the gameplay is fun. It is a realistic experience where you literally get to grow from a pup to a full grown basically meg right um this dlc basically adds the a sci-fi aspect to an already sci-fi game it's one of the reasons why i brought up you uh it's it sounds kind of like a let's get crazier right in this dlc so i like the price 15 bucks but they're gonna have to show gameplay because that's just what that is no gameplay no hype them's the rules that is a great price, like for a DLC's fifteen bucks. Not too especially high, considering the game was free. Yeah, that's a oh, uh, for plus. Yeah. That was fantastic for me. Yeah, DLC for anyone who picked it up on plus. Nice, nice. Yeah, definitely. If you're a fan of Man Eater, definitely look forward to the DLC that's coming this summer. Uh, and the summer's coming up, so it's not you don't have to wait long. Um, and then recently. Uh, there's been a huge thing online, Malcolm, about Ma- concerning Mario. Um, now when I saw it, oh, you don't say. <laughs> when I saw it at first, you sure about that? Huh? You sure about that? <laughs> well, apparently, people were saying that Mario's dead, and I didn't understand what they meant by that. But talking to you, mm-hmm. you said it was more about them. Uh, it's more about the limited release of certain Mario games, correct? Well, that's what I was gonna say on a on a past pro- podcast, I brought up the fact that we're getting Super Mario 3D World plus Bowser Fury, and Super Mario 3D All Stars, two great compilations of some great Mario games right. and a new expansion Mario game, which is Bowser's Fury. But they were doing limited release. Ah. I so I always recommended to buy a physical copy. Obviously, if you have a digital, they'll honor it. I'm just weird about the store. That's just me. Right. And officially, as of, you know, when that happens, uh, they're selling no more digital or physical copies. Obviously, people are still going to have physical copies. They will be reselling eBay, all that crap. Uh, but, yeah, no, people people really went ape shit on uh, <laughs> Mario dying. That's for sure. <laughs> for I saw real, one man. thing where, like, Luigi was waiting for the freaking player two to go to player one shit. <laughs> and I was like, people are going a little little ham on this bullshit. When when I saw uh, when I saw the headline that said Mario dies, I immediately thought of Robot Chicken. Um, I don't know if you've oh, seen shit. that episode with him and Luigi. GTA you know, I've seen that one. There's a worse one that I'm thinking of. So. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, there's no need to panic, people. Mario's uh, number one. Mario's a fictional character. 
Um, and uh, says you, huh? Says you. <laughs> Mario's not dead. Dead. A man's though, number like, one, Mofa. They'll still make Mario <laughs> games. It's just, it's just that the specific one had a limited, uh, limited amount of release. Um, yeah, Mario's fine. Mario is fine. <laughs> um. <laughs> Next topic here, a Spider-Man Miles Morales update adds a new suit and realistic muscle deformation on PS5. Um, yeah, it's an advanced tech suit, um, Insomniac Games, uh, and talked about how it also includes the various uh, fixes, um, and this is for PS5 only. Um, I really don't know what muscle deformation is on select suits. So what? What is? So it just what, means you. It's more apparent. You could see the muscle, like the muscle outlinings. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I got. You know, I have it on PS5. I got a chance to pick out it, check it out with the update. It's cool. The new suit's dope. I definitely can see what they're talking about. You kind of have to look at it, but it's cool. Um, personally, I haven't experienced many bugs in the game, so whatever they fixed is still working. Okay. So no new bugs, at least that I've seen. Is the suit free? Right, the suit's free. Yeah, yeah. You don't even have to like purchase anything from in the game you get it automatically oh that's awesome that's nice really really dope um yeah yeah i i can't wait to play miles morales uh when i ps5 i think it'd be one of the one of the first games it is the treat it is the honest treat of getting a ps5 is playing that game absolutely absolutely arguably still the flagship of the console really oh okay oh yeah not not even a question okay all right it uses haptic arguably the best that's one of the reasons I want to get a PS5. I really want to see what this haptic feedback is about, man. I haven't experienced it, so I gotta, I gotta ex- see what it, what everybody's talking about. But, uh, but yeah, so definitely uh, check out the new update and the new suit uh, for Miles Morales on uh, PS5. And for the last topic this week, Sinfield Remastered is coming to PS5. Uh, this game was developed using Dreams about a year ago. It is a horror game set in the Seinfeld universe. Uh, apparently the story is Don Seinfeld's adoptive son is the main protagonist. Uh, he goes up against different creatures and monsters. Um, in the, in the trailer, they even have references to Spider-Man, Neon Genesis and Metal Gear Solid. Um, I noticed this, uh, with the Spider-Man one with the upside down kiss and, um, you know, all these different, uh, creatures that they have in, in the game. I, I don't know what to make of this game. It's, it doesn't even seem just like horror, like just horror. It seems like it has fantasy. It seems like it, it reminded me a little bit of prototype because he was attacking helicopters and shit. And I don't know, man, I, but I am intrigued by this game. Like, uh, is it, so I'm, I'm guessing, is it a PS5 exclusive or? We got to remember, this is made in PlayStation Dreams. Okay. So it, I, my assumption is it's coming to PlayStation Dreams on PS5. Okay. All right. Well, I'll definitely have to pick it up because uh, this looks like it'll be a fun game to stream. Oh, absolutely. Well, I think just having Dreams alone would be fun to like see other people's games. Yeah. This one just gained a lot of traction. Oh, yeah. Obviously, for obvious reasons, if you check out the trailer. Or even some gameplay. Yeah, yeah. Because the trailer, I made a joke earlier about Acid, and that's literally what I thought this character was on, and why he was experiencing what he was experiencing. Um, um, because I was just like, "Yo, like, what the hell? Like, what is this guy experiencing? He's seeing all kinds of shit." But no, it looks really fun. I definitely recommend 
checking out the trailer when you guys get a chance. And uh, yeah, that's going to do it for this week on the Land Cable Podcast. Uh, got through a lot of topics. Uh, another week gone by. Um, and yeah, we're going to gonna head out and play some more video games and get ready for next week. Uh, anything you want to add, Malcolm, before we uh, end the show for this week? Just hope everyone's safe out there and getting the game on. If you're uh, waiting for Outriders servers to come back on, just you know, take a walk or take a nap or something like that. <laughs> That seems to be the response to handling the situation. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, but yeah. Yeah, and uh, yeah, just remember uh, to definitely check out Outriders and give the game a chance. Don't uh, don't don't judge the game too harshly just yet. Wait until they finish uh, fixing the little bugs and the glitches that they have now. It'll, I, 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 like I said, wait till next week. I'm pretty sure that the game will be, uh, the majority of issues that people are having will be fixed by then. Um, and yeah, I, I, I'm definitely going to be playing more of the forest Valheim and, uh, I recently got Marvel's Avengers, so I'll get into more of that. Um, so yeah, definitely. Yikes. Huh? Yep. Yikity yikes. <laughs> yikity yikes. <laughs> you know, when you said yikity yikes, it made me think of WandaVision. Um, oh. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, guys, that's going to do it for this episode of the Land Cable Podcast. We will see you guys next week. Uh, for more gameplay news we will definitely see you all next week and you guys have a great weekend deuces <laughs>